Hello and welcome. I'm Julie South and you're listening to episode 24 of Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, the Kiwi Veterinary Sector podcast celebrating all creatures great and small and the fantabulous professionals who look after them all. I'm your show host, Julie South. Given that there's been quite a bit of talk in the media lately about vaccinations, or lack thereof, and the government's commitment to get God's own Aotearoa New Zealand's population vaccinated this year, today's episode is all about the COVID-19 vaccination rollout and how to manage it in your clinic. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet Staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, Vet Staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.nz The vaccination, the COVID-19 vaccination has arrived in New Zealand and the rollout has finally begun. God's Own's population has generally been split into four different groups in relation to priority to receive the vaccination. Some people, as you know, have already received it. Those are the majority of them so far from group one. This group started receiving their jabs in February. They cover border and managed isolation, or the meant to, quarantine workers, health workers at the highest risk of COVID-19 exposure, and household contacts of both of those two types. In Group 2, which started in March, those are the high-risk frontline health workers, including aged residential care workers and the residents, and the high-risk frontline public sector and emergency services. Next month in May, Group 3 will start, and those are people in the community, including older people and those with underlying health conditions or disabilities, at-risk health and social services workforce people. So that's group three. And then a few months later, in or from July, subject to there being no community transmissions and nothing that will hold up this rollout, group four is from the rest of the community. So those who aren't in any of the other groups. Of course, the government remains flexible on the timings. The actual start dates are dependent on actual arrival of the vaccine here into God's zone and then dispatched to where they're needed and or if there are any cases of community transmission at that time. If you're interested in the data, I'll put links to where you can find the official information at pawsclawswetnoses.fm episode 24 on the show notes page. Now, as at recording today's show, there have been 135,585 doses administered. That is 105,391 Kiwis have received their first dose and 30,194 have received their second. 
Interestingly, if you're into numbers, it looks like more males than females are going on to get their second jabs. 63,662 females have received their first jab or their first dose, sorry, get official, their first dose compared to 41,596 males, while 16,043 males have received their second dose compared to 14,105 females. Not sure why that is. If you have an opinion, then I'd love to hear it. You can comment me on the website or email me because I'd just love to know your thoughts. Getting back to what's involved for requiring vaccinations in the workplace. If you're listening to this and wondering whether your clinic could mandate the jab or your job, please go back and listen to episode 14 of Paws, Claws, Wet Noses because in that episode I dedicated 100% to that topic of the job or your jab, the jab or your job. The short answer to that question is it depends. That's not a cop-out, but it really does depend. When it comes to vaccinations in the workplace, the advice remains the same. Health and safety trumps just about everything else, but you've got to be careful around privacy. It's all about minimizing health and safety risk. And as such, this health and safety risk needs to be managed according to the perceived risk through consultation, consultation with your team, and in good faith. No employer can force an employee to be vaccinated. That's black and white. It is set in stone. It's immutable. That's the way it is in New Zealand law. However, A clinic can potentially be justified in either redeploying someone or even terminating employment in certain circumstances. When I look into my crystal ball, I see some interesting employment law challenges coming up. I think that some people will headbutt health and safety law against privacy law, and I'm wondering which will be the first case that we're going to hear about in the news. I'm pretty sure that it will come down to some hard-nosed employer that really doesn't understand the law, hasn't consulted their team and or with an employment lawyer and ends up making a right botch up of the whole thing. But back to redeployment for terminating someone's employment, the bar of both justification and process would be very high. I talked about this in episode 14, and you'll need to be able to demonstrate a high risk around contracting COVID-19. You'll also need to demonstrate that, if you're the employer, you've tried every option to redeploy the employee prior to terminating their employment. As healthcare professionals, you're more than likely of the opinion, but not necessarily, of the opinion that immunisation via vaccine is globally recognised as the best way to beat COVID-19. And further, in line with this, employers have a high level of responsibility to ensure safety in their workplace by endorsing immunisation. Therefore, it's important that clinics develop a policy or a position statement around vaccinations and the information gathering thereof. This 
I'm doing this. Like if you can imagine this in bold, bold caps, red, underlined, highlighted. This is critical. Your position needs to be developed in consultation and inclusion with all staff. Underline bold caps, highlighted. Increase font, the whole works. It's really important. Employers advocating, encouraging and even requiring the vaccination in some circumstances is a reasonable position to take. Now, it could be argued from both the business viability and health and safety fronts for this stance. Clinics, as employers, are, under the law, permitted to gather private information from staff for legitimate business purposes, providing that you follow Privacy Act regulations. Protection of data is paramount. Again, that's another bolded statement. Protection of data is paramount. The last thing you want as a clinic is for some kind of data privacy breach. Talk to your webmaster, please, or whoever hosts your various CRM apps about this. If your website doesn't have the latest security patches or updates installed, make sure that you do this immediately. Your webmaster will know what all of that means. When it comes to collecting information about COVID vaccinations for your team, as clinicians, you know what sort of data is important to keep. You keep this sort of data for pets and clients and animals. Now, obviously, you won't need to go into the dosage, but you'll need to keep track of jab or vaccination number one and jab number two for each person. So you've got some kind of record in the date that it took place. If you're an employee and you fail to provide this information or you provide false or misleading information, you would be regarded by any God's own court of law as to be acting in extremely bad faith in these circumstances. You'd likely come off second best if you were to test that point of law. Just recently, we've already seen what happens when somebody lies about having their their tests. So, you know, just good faith comes into play here. So what do you do as a clinic if someone refuses to either take the vaccine or gives you information on their status around this? For example, they might be strongly anti-vax. The first thing that you would do is record their response in writing along with any reason for taking this position. You can tell them that you'll assume they're unvaccinated and may act accordingly. To make it easy, I've drafted up a simple free-to-download memo to all staff template that you can use if you want. Just go to pawsclawswetnoses.fm and it will be there for this show notes page or you can visit vetstaff.co.nz as well. I'll upload it to that website. Feel free with this template to change the wording to suit your communication style. All you have to do is overtype the yellow highlights and then distribute it to all staff and keep a record of that. So that's how to handle existing employees, those who are already on your team. And if you're an existing employee, how your clinic should be handling this whole process for you. But what about for new hires? Or you're about to start a new job. 
Can you ask or require job candidates around this vaccination? Yes, you can ask, but you can't force an answer. Please keep in mind that making an adverse hiring decision on the grounds of either refusing to answer if you're the job seeker or not getting the desired answer if you're the employing clinic is risky. You could find yourself being distracted from your regular work by having to handle or defend a disadvantage or discrimination claim, especially if the person refused on religious or cultural grounds. The NZVA has put together information for association members only. You do need to be logged in to access it, and it's on its website. Alternatively, available to everyone free of charge for clinics and employees is the information available at employment.gov.nz website. Govt.nz, employment.govt.nz. There's a dedicated page on that website and it's entitled COVID-19 Vaccination and Employment and it covers information for working relationships, which is pretty much what I've talked about here today. There's a special link about halfway down the page entitled Accessing Whether a Specific Role Needs to Be Performed by a Vaccinated Worker, that's by WorkSafe. And there's another page, if you find yourself needing resolution services, then further down you can access MBIE's early resolution service to resolve employment problems early and informally. There is also information on what good faith is all about when it comes to employment, or you can also visit the Ministry of Health website for vaccination rollout information. Again, I'll put all of these links on the show notes page for easy access for you. I hope you found this helpful. Tune in next week because I'm looking forward to being able to share the chat I had with you with Dr. Steve Merchant of IndieVets. If you've got any questions around the vaccination rollout, I strongly recommend that you speak with your clinic's legal advisor. That's not me. However, if you've got any questions around finding the best staff or finding the best jobs, then only absolutely too happy to answer that question. Take care. Kia kaha. Kakiti. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency, 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet Staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, Vet Staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vet Staff. .co.nz